Once again to Kevin Devo's great to be here. It's exciting. I'm very excited about tonight. I believe this is going to be a very very fruitful conversation as we discuss the relevance of church. Tonight I'm joined by Mr. Manzi, uh, Kajina, Elena and Pastor Patrick all the way from Gogo Baptist Church. Tonight is going to be exciting. One verse I cannot stop thinking about. As we discuss the relevance of church and trying to answer this question or rethinking church and answering the question why does it feel like church has become more like a tradition one verse i cannot stop thinking about is matthew 16 18 where christ ends and says upon this rock i will build my church and i know different denominations have interpreted that differently others have thought that peter is the rock upon which christ will build the church the baptists seem to disagree but no matter what you believe the church to be built on there's one thing you will agree with me that it is Christ who is the builder Christ is the builder and if you're going to find any problems tonight we shall find that we as human beings are the ones drifting away because that which Christ has built i believe stands strong it remains relevant maybe we have redefined church i don't know maybe we redefined church but one thing i know is that we have some very well studied guests tonight that have wrestled uh, with these things the same way we have wrestled with this question and uh before we start let me allow us to understand one thing that there's going to be an imaginary line tonight uh, and and this line is going to be dividing between online and physical church let me make it clear that we are not discussing online versus physical church although you will hear that there are limitations uh, with online church sticking out like a sore thumb the argument tonight is why we should all belong to a church which is a body of believers so that we don't flog a dead horse we are going to address the bad stuff that happens in our churches and, and try and find some solutions at least and try and address them We're not going to bash the pastors. We do have two of them here. I don't know if Manzi is a pastor. He let us know. But I know we have Pastor Patrick here with us. We're not bashing pastors. Um they are our guests tonight. We they're going to help us understand uh what this is about. But also, let's take a minute and understand the heart of these pastors even in trying to do certain things or trying to program church the way church looks like you guys who are listening in i am on your side i'm here to represent you let us disturb pastor patrick tonight let us also share the struggles that we go through as we attempt to belong to a local body of believers we are going to start by defining church we are going to um to stick to one definition we will we will not go all over local church universal church we will stick to one definition so every time we say church there is going to be one definition that we are going to be looking at uh, concerning what church is as we discuss the relevance of church what do we mean and i think we want to mean one thing at least for now i know there are multiple definitions but we want to mean one thing as we get started allow me to ask pastor patrick to say hello to us and maybe give us a definition of church pastor patrick what's up hi uh david good evening our listeners good to be here once again 
and uh, looking forward to how the discussion is going to go. So I'm going to try to stick away from um, what has been written in different places uh, and so on. But uh, when I think about church, I think it's uh, uh, God's people that have agreed to uh, meet together. And uh, the purpose of meeting is for fellowship, uh, for service Mm. to one another, but also to fulfill the Great Commission. Awesome. Please repeat that for our understanding. It's a group of believers who have chosen to? <laughs> to meet together, who have agreed. Okay. Okay, let me say, use the word agreed. Mm. Other places will say covenanted uh, to meet mm. together. And uh, the purpose mm-hmm. of meeting together is uh, worship towards God, service mm-hmm. towards one another, and then mm-hmm. uh, participating in the Great Commission that is going out and telling others about Jesus. And now, um I'm going to disturb yes. you. I'm here to disturb you. And allow me to ask these questions <laughs> for the purpose of those sure. who are listening. Can we meet at Cafe Javas for the purposes of worship, for the purposes of uh, fellowship and studying God's word together and the Great Commission? Would that be church in this definition you've given us? Well, there would be a few challenges with, with meeting at Cafe Java's. I've been there and it's quite a busy place. It's quite a noisy place. Um, there's too okay. much distraction. And one mm-hmm. thing we, we have to keep in mind is this God we are coming to worship is the King of mm-hmm. Kings, is the Lord of Lords. We need to uh, give him the all that he deserves, the reverence that he mm-hmm. deserves. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think of meeting, say, the president or a king of whichever kingdom, uh, at Cafe Java's, if you were to meet them there, you would kind of like have it as an exclusive meeting point. Um, a few years ago, there was a church in Kampala that used to meet at, uh, uh, was it Cineplex? The cinema that was at uh, that mall uh, or mm. Oasis Mall. And what mm. would happen is they wouldn't meet while people are watching movies, but they would mm. uh, book the hall for a certain period of time and then mm. they would have their meeting then, and afterwards, uh, then other people would come in. Um, and, and yeah, when I was in Kenya, uh, it was so common for restaurants on Sunday morning to be churches. And then as the church was moving out, um, people would be coming in to eat food. Of course, there's a lot of inconvenience because then you realize mm. the music they play thereafter, then the, 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 the kind of activities that happen thereafter uh, are not the most... Mm. Uh, godly, but yeah, God I honoring, would think, yeah. yes, if you could set a place apart and 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 mm. kind of like um, the word would be set apart is the English word uh, for for yeah. for a place where this group of people meet, uh, so that even mm. the activities and the atmosphere uh, is God glorifying because it's not just about us people being there, but even the atmosphere mm. in which we are. Worshiping, which is why uh, throughout the church, you throughout I mean the Bible, you find that certain places were set apart for worship so that there wouldn't be uh, any confusion or um, distractions. Awesome, awesome, thank you so much. Um, I, I could hear you drift between a body of believers and then going to a physical location. And I think we will stay within that definition uh, with your permission, those of you who are listening in. Why? Because a church building and church are almost used synonymously. And, 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 and I know depending on the context of the statement, you will know what uh, the difference is. But thank you so much, Pastor Patrick, uh, for 
laboring to explain that to us. But Manzi, great to have you tonight. I understand that this topic, Manzi, is one you have discussed on another to- on another podcast. Um, and I remember when we were discussing that, I said that podcast is a very good introduction to our discussion because it does not completely uh, exhaust some of the things we are going to be talking about. And I do have some questions I'm going to raise from that particular podcast. Um, because they are relevant questions um, in as much as each time this topic comes up, pastors and most preachers tend to bash online church in one way or another. And yet during the lockdown, we were all online and, and we thought to ourselves, church has not stopped, but that's going to be later on in the discussion. I listened to that podcast and I must say, Manzi, good job. Thank you. And thank you so much. However, today we have some ruthless listeners that can fire questions before you are done making a point. And listeners, you have a chance to fire a question in the chat. These gentlemen will be here to answer you. And if they run away, <laughs> I'll try and answer some of these questions. But Manzi, would you like to add something to what Pastor Patrick uh, has said? Could he have missed something that you'd like to add? One of few words, Manzi. Um, good evening, everyone. Thank you. Mr. Tubidia for calling me again. Um, I agree with uh, Patrick, uh, Pastor Biekwaso. Um, the only thing I would add is um, um, the church, the word church, uh, ecclesia or ecclesia or ecclesia, where the Catholics get the ecclesia from, is a Greek word ek kaleo, means called out. Um, Kaleo is called, Ek is out. So we as Christians have been called out of the world. You know, we're living in sin and Christ calls us to to be born again. So then, then we meet together and worship him and serve one another. So yeah, we are in the world, but we're not out of, uh, we're not part of the, we are in the world, but not of the world. So in that sense, we have a day which we call the Lord's Day where we meet to encourage one another. We meet to serve one another because we are members of one body. And yeah, and fulfill the Great Commission. So I I agree with Pastor Patrick. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Manzi. One of the things that people have struggled with in the past um, is trying to understand, okay, if we're a body of believers who have been called out and, and we... Why then must we be at a physical location? And one of the things I was thinking about was how people traveled from all over to celebrate certain feasts um, in a particular place. And, and, and that's interesting for us to think about. There's a purpose for that. And, and, and so keep that at the back of your mind as we go through this discussion uh, piece by piece. But Elena, would you like to greet the listeners? Welcome back. Great to have you back. Uh, greet us and yeah. In the days you've missed church, Elena, maybe the question was going to come to you. The days you've missed church and maybe you've not looked forward to being with other believers. What have been the reasons? Do not say you are busy. But Elena, as you greet us, please answer that question and then fire the same question to those of us who are listening in tonight uh, to be able to tell us in the chat, the days you have missed church, what have those reasons been? Elena. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here. I am looking forward. Yes, Manzi, I miss church every 
Okay, it's been a while, but I miss church every once in a while, sometimes. And these are my reasons. Sometimes, they're just those mornings where you wake up with that meh feeling. If you've watched the emoji movie, <laughs> there's that face that has no expression. Yeah, there are those mornings where you just wake up with that feeling and you're like, uh-uh, today, church, no. And then they're just the lazy mornings, then fatigue. Sometimes you're just tired and you're like, Lord, allow me to. Uh, sleeping and then sometimes the the whole online option is an option actually so yeah Daudi, those have been the reasons you're <laughs> blaming online it's okay it is okay the may feeling i'm not familiar with that but let me say that once i woke up at 12 30 p.m intending to attend the 10 30 a.m church and i don't want to blame the waking up but i think i know exactly what you're talking about those are rare occurrences. <laughs> yes, rare occurrences. That's now, the word for it. <laughs> exactly. Now, as we conclude this definition, allow me to read for you this one very, maybe six lines from Charles Riley's basic theology. This guy is great at simplifying difficult things. He comes to the end of this chapter on concerning church when the question is asked, what is church? And he says that apparently... We need more than the customary twofold categorization of the church, universal and local. We need more than that. There's the universal church, which is all believers in heaven and on earth. There is the vis visible church, which is local churches in various areas, especially those I'm acquainted with. And that's the, vis the visible church. And, and, and you realize even Paul in some of his letters while writing to, he would say the church in Corinth, it could have been a set of believers in that particular, I mean, a set of churches in that particular city. But also there's the local church, the particular assembly with which I have my primary and sustained relation. Let me repeat that for you. There's the local church, the particular assembly with which I have my primary and sustained relation. Every believer actually belongs to all of these three aspects of the church. And 1 Corinthians 10, 32 applies to any of them with which he has contact at any, at any time. Let's begin the harder part of this discussion. Pastor Patrick, thank you for being here. But the question I have for you as a pastor is... I missed church this Sunday, okay, as an example. Why should I come to church next week on Sunday? What am I missing that I will not get anywhere else? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much um, for that question. And maybe uh, on a light note, you just set Elena up to tell her pastor why uh, she has been missing church for some <laughs> of those Sundays. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We are in trouble. Yeah, we shall have that discussion in person, not online. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, uh, let me add as well something to what Mazi said. So Mazi did uh, talk about ecclesia, and it uh, it's uh, translated uh, most times as the called out ones. But uh, uh, there is also something else about ecclesia. It it also refers to the assembly, and so. Uh, it's not just people who are called out, but they are called out to be part of an assembly uh, of those who uh, of those who are uh, worshiping God and the definition that we did talk about earlier. Now, when we when we ask ourselves what will I be missing out on church next Sunday, I think it's also important for us to think through 
uh, why does church exist? We've already talked about what church is. The question is, why does church uh, exist? And and one simple thing is that God has called his people to meet together. And when they meet together, there are several things that are meant to happen that would encourage, uh, that would benefit, one, the body, two, the and when I talk of the body, I mean the gathered people, but also two that would benefit the individual that comes into that gathering and uh, and uh, also uh, benefit the world around the gathered body. And some of the things that you would expect to happen is that uh, there would be instruction of those uh, from God's word for those that have come uh, to uh, meet together. And when you come to meet together, it's not just instruction of God's word, but you also experience the richness of uh, a Christian fellowship uh, with other believers. Uh, one of the common things about our church, um, and this is not to say our church is better than other churches, is uh, there's what people have come to call the parking lot ministry, that after we've sat together for one and a half hours, two hours of service, listen to the preacher, uh, we get out of church and within the parking lot, uh, people begin to meet in small groups. Then you see them move from one group to another, individuals. And it takes about an hour before everyone who attended the first service is out of the compound. And sometimes transition to the next service is difficult. But in that moment, uh, there's a lot of ministry that happens right there. And people have their needs spoken into because sometimes the sermon is being preached and they're talking about something that doesn't relate to your current circumstances. But because, you know, you have your brothers and sisters that you're going to meet after, uh, you're going to be uh, encouraged or they're going to speak into um, what you're experiencing. I think um, in the podcast you referenced earlier, Manzi did talk about practicing the one another's and the beginning point of practicing them is after uh, we've gathered uh, together. The other thing that happens there is that we learn to live with other people and it's difficult. Relationships are quite messy, one would say, and even within the church because the people within the church are not perfect, but they are being perfected by Jesus. And it's so easy to keep away because you're like, okay, I don't want to deal with so-and-so. I don't want to deal with that brother, with that sister. If I can avoid them, I'm happy. But then as we come together, and we are singing the same songs together, and we are worshiping this God. Uh, his Spirit is at work in us, helping us to show grace uh, to those that we think are not easy uh, to deal with. The other thing that comes is the opportunity to serve one another as we are gathered there. Because when I'm seated at home alone, when I'm missing out on church, I don't have the opportunity to serve uh, my brothers and my sisters. But when we come together and everyone is using their gifts then we have the opportunity to serve. And just there, talking about gifts, um, if you notice the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives, are so that we can use them to serve the other people that we gather with. And when you think about even the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is so that we can live in harmony, in unity, and in love with the other people that we are gathered with. So it's an opportunity to exercise the fruit as well as the gifts of the Spirit that we are uh, given. The other thing that we need to, to also note is that this gathering together is working in uh, obedience to what God requires of us. Because if we believe the Bible is God's word, personally I do, and God's word encourages us to meet together and not to give up that habit, that means that each time I gather with other believers, 
I'm walking in obedience to God who I say I worship. But maybe the last one I'll share and then listen to uh, to what other people would have to say or questions they'll have to ask um, has to do with um, it has to do with um, worshiping God. And we are called to worship God within everything that we do. But even as we gather, we are called to worship God together. And in that worshiping God together, we get the opportunity uh, to, I don't want to say rehearse, but to join with the, the hev- heavenly um, congregation that is worshiping this same God. And throughout the Bible, especially in the book of Revelation, we have this picture of God's people from every tribe, nation, and tongue that are worshiping this one God. And you kind of notice that they are gathered together. And so even us, as we gather together, we are joining uh, with them in doing that. And maybe something we should add to the definition of church is that a church is cross-generational and church is multi-ethnic. And so it's not about a single group just uh, just sticking uh, to to one side. Um, and, and finally, um, we have an opportunity to learn from others. Learn from others who uh, are older than us, those who are younger than us, but also uh, those who have had more experience being part of church than us. And so when I stay alone, I get to miss out on all these different aspects, uh, why, why it's important to be part of a church. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Pastor Patrick. Interesting points that you raised there. One concerning instruction, fellowship, and I've put in brackets here, <laughs> the parking lot ministry. Those of you who walk to church, good luck. But we learn to live with other people is the other thing that you have mentioned. The opportunity to serve others in using one's gift. That should be first or second, Peter. I'm sorry, I cannot get the uh, actual book, but it's uh, one of the Peters uh, using our gifts. If you know the verse, please go ahead and post it in the in the chat below for those of us who are listening in. And the command not to give up the habit of meeting together. Let me clarify something here and maybe make a point to some of us who must be thinking when I meet at Cafe Javas, we are still in the habit of meeting together. Let me say that Christians also probably had places, other places they met together. And so when he talks about the habit of meeting together, is not to say that the only time they met was when they had come together to worship. And so he's referring to the actual meeting together uh, to worship, despite all the other meetings that you may have. And I want to say, yes, even cell included, even cell included, although we have the first model of church that looks like home cells. And so, Pastor Patrick, I'm going to get back to... Uh, you at some point, and I'm going to ask a question concerning church government as something that I could miss out if I choose either to stay online or elsewhere that is not being part of a local body of believers. Why? Because when he gave gifts, some evangelists, some pastors and shepherds, he gave them that role so that they can build the body. And if I'm not part of that body, I'm missing out on some of the benefits that this government uh, or, or structure of leadership provides within a local body of believers. And so I'm going to get back to you to throw some more light uh, concerning that particular point. But Manzi, do you have any comments on some of the things... Uh, Pastor Patrick has mentioned, and also give us a kalango for your church. Why should I come to church this Sunday? What am I missing out if I do not come? Anything, Manzi? When it comes to church, 
I don't know about other people, but for me, when like now the week has begun, it's Monday. I'm already thinking about when is Sunday, right? So it's Monday. I'm thinking about when will it be Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday, because I know it's going to be church time. It's going to be time to sing, you know, corporate singing, worshiping God with other believers, uh, hearing God's word preached. So this is where the Kalango comes in for where I go to church. Ebenezer Chapel, whoop, whoop. I don't know if they're Ebenezerians here, but yeah, Ebenezer Chapel is, uh, it's in, in Tinda Chigoa at Eliana Hotel. So you know that you're, you're going to study God's word. So currently we're in the book of Exodus. <clears throat> Last year we went to the book of Romans. Before that we're in the book of Acts. So you're going to go and study God's word. And man, God's word is, uh, as, as, as scripture tells us in 2 Timothy, it's, it's helpful for reproof, for rebuking, for correction, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So studying the Bible on your own is important, but it can be difficult. But as a congregation, when you come, listen to God's word, taught, ask questions. Um, we have a Bible study before the service, and we have Bible study on Wednesday as well. So as, as a true believer, there's that longing to, to be with other believers. It's like when you, I don't know, when you have like a family get together, because you're related to your siblings and cousins and aunties and uncles, you long, usually like weddings and all those things, you long for that, you know, should I call them parties or that plot? So in the same way, I long to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ, see them, ask them how their week was, encourage them and they encourage me uh, how to pray for them and stand with them in certain uh, so for me i just i love i love church um yeah because from monday to saturday you're in the world you're at work and it's a battle you it's a battle of uh, <laughs> it's a spiritual battle you're with guys with different world views people telling you things that uh, anti-biblical, as in it's a struggle. And sometimes you can be, your battery can be on low. <laughs> you defend, defend the gospel, defend the gospel, or you, you know, struggle with corruption, corruption, corruption. Then by the time Sunday comes, you're on low battery, you go to church and first add some juice in the battery and then it, it increases. So, yeah, I think that's what I can say about church. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Manzi, I'm going to ask Elena to comment on some of the things you said. Elena, why don't you do that? Manzi, by the way, we have the same, we have the same uh, microwave, so you know. But Elena. <laughs> please, please, you guys, focus on the words. Don't focus on the voice. We are focused. We are focused. <laughs> like, just, just thinking about uh, our discussion this far, I was just thinking about the Acts passage that talks about the church then. Uh, then they had house churches. Uh, these days, the churches, I could say, are a collection of house churches, if we think about the different cell groups we go to. But one of the, I think, parts that stood out for me, especially from Acts 2, uh, the part about breaking bread, that the churches met together and they broke bread together in their different houses and fellowships. And I kept thinking, okay, is it possible to break bread with people virtually? I think it's just uh, easier or more practical when it's physical for us to actually um, share our KFC chicken 
physically than virtually anyway. I don't know if uh, Pastor Patrick saw the comment meant for him uh, by Miski. Say, totally agree with you, Pastor. Case in point, Worship Harvest, many of their fellowships, at least those I have been to, has been places like restaurants. And like you said, the place is totally transformed to become suitable for fellowship without uh, distractions. And uh, um, and then uh, Miski also says that when I feel like I'm not going to really focus on the sermon and I have not, I have a lot going on, enough to distract me, then I always prefer to listen to someone's at home or just wait till I get that special moment between me and my father to commune then. When I go to church, I go there to hear his words and bring my sinfulness to him in repentance. And Georgia makes a point as well in the comments, says, during lockdowns, online church was used out of necessity. Post-lockdown, online church is more for convenience than necessity. Very well put very well put, out of necessity versus convenience. And sometimes uh, obedience is not convenient. I like when David said, I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. Thank you. And another point made by Grace, for those of us who walk, we walk together after church. I actually met some who are walking home after church. Great, great moments to fellowship together as a body of believers. Thank you so much, Martin Juko, for appreciating this topic. Very, very timely. Please go ahead and imitate Martin. Invite your friends uh, to come and join us for the next few minutes that we have left uh, till the top of the hour. Just tap that button with an arrow pointing outwards and share the show with friends and family. I think they will love it. I think they will love it. Beautiful, beautiful song uh, right there. I want to go to church. I do love verse too. It says, oh, more than an obligation. It's our foundation, the family of God. I know it's hard, but we need each other. We are sisters and brothers. And verse one says, there was a time when I saw I would never go back. I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had. I was running, I was searching, but every place I turned for healing left me more broken than the last. And I think he's talking about that point in time again, when we go hoping from one place to another, hoping to find only what Christ can provide. Take me back. Listen to that song on YouTube. I think you would love it. I think you would love it. Now, this week I was listening to Tim Keller and he made a point and he says, talking about Christ, and I want to read this for you. Two points, actually. He says, when I see Jesus on the cross, two things come to mind. And he says, number one, when he sees Jesus on the cross, he says he understands, number one, that there is something seriously wrong with me that Jesus would have to die. Every time he sees Christ on the cross, talking about the crucifixion, he knows, number one, there is something seriously wrong with me that Jesus would have to die. And I believe sometimes we choose to be away from the body of Christ because we don't see anything wrong with us. I don't think I'm as bad as the other person. But he says, every time I see Christ on the cross, I'm reminded, number one, that there is something seriously wrong with me that Christ would have to die. But number two, he says, there's something about me that is really, really valuable that Christ would have to die. 
Oh my goodness. For me, that got me. Number one, there's something seriously wrong with me, but also there's something really valuable about me that Christ would have to die. Do not let those two pieces of truth dissolve with the issues of culture. And by culture, I mean one, how church is viewed by others, including fellow Christians. Um, and, and, and sometimes culture thinks that worship has been designed for their enjoyment. And, and no wonder we finish with comments like, I didn't enjoy the music today. It was not for you. It was for God. And sometimes we choose what church to go to based on music. Again, some music can be difficult to listen to, but let me say that the primary reason for music in church is for the worship of God. Do not let that dissolve. Remember, there's something seriously wrong with each one of us that Christ had to die. But also number two, sometimes as Christians, we are marginalized. And, and I say that because, especially in Uganda and Africa, Sunday was respected. No wonder there was what we called Sunday best when you wore that dress for Sunday. But today, businesses are no longer closed on Sunday. No longer closed on Sunday. There's, there's a way in which Christianity is, is being watered down, especially some of these values that remind us of who God is and what he did uh, for us. So the question remains, do I have to be a part of church to fully grasp what is wrong with me and how valuable I am to Christ? And the answer is yes, you have to be a part of the body of believers to grasp exactly what is wrong with you and also to understand fully that you are valuable in Christ. It's called the body of believers. The head cannot say to the rest of the body, I do not need you. Neither can the ear say. And some of us who are toes, you cannot say you're not valuable. Each one of us is valuable. And to fully understand that, we must belong to a body of believers. Also, one of the other things Tim Keller mentions is that the principle of radical evil in us. And uh, he quotes this scripture. He says, if you walk by the flesh, you will gratify the desires of the flesh. Let me, let's just say that. You walk by the flesh, you will gratify the desires of the flesh. Choose to be away. Trust me, you will gratify those desires. But Manzi, let me, let me go back a little bit to your podcast. And in this podcast, you gave an example of men that, and women that gathered to church just for the fact that they want to, um, yeah, the word that was used was chill with the big boys. And they have no greater reason of coming to church apart from the people they are going to meet. And so many times in arguments like this, we tend to criticize online church. Uh, I don't want to go to an extreme here. But here's the argument. If meeting friends at church is such a weak reason, what is the strong reason? What is the strong reason? Because I can find a someone elsewhere. In fact, a better someone. Someone else may ask, uh, what is the purpose of church? Why do people need to meet? And, and we've already talked about this. We've said church is, a defini is defined by us being called out, a body of believers called out. And Pastor Patrick Labor to also explain into an assembly, into an assembly. Yes, that is true. But again, the question has also been, must we meet at a particular location uh, between a particular time, 10.30 to 12, and depart immediately because another service needs to begin. Must we be at these particular locations for this to be a church? Why can't we catch the sermon on YouTube and discuss it at Cafe Java's on Saturday? That has been the underlying question on all of this. But any 
gentle responses as we come to the end of our time. Anything I forgot to ask you, you can ask yourself and then, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked that song. I think there's verse two where you talked about the family, something about, you know, being part of the family. And it was- the family of God, God. yes. Family of God. Nicely after the mm. example I gave you of when you want to, you long to be with family members and uh, to edify each other. Um, also, mm. it was uh, El who spoke about uh, Acts chapter chapter two. Let me read from Acts mm. chapter two, verse forty-two. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. I think that is the reason why we meet mm. um, the apostles' teaching, because you see, when you want to to become a, anything, you have to go to school, right? When you're sick, mm. you have to go to hospital. So again, with that Tim Keller quote, I I, I feel like I am so sinful, I need help, <laughs> right? Um, mm. I, I, I feel like uh, when I'm sick, I go to Nigeria hospital. Uh, when I want to become a doctor, I go to school to get education. But when it comes to church, you don't want to go to church because you feel like there's nothing that church offers you. And indeed, even Christ said, I came for those who are sick and not those who are what? Who are fine. So again- me, me, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I just uh, double click on that statement you just made? Uh, I think it's very, very relevant. When you say, when I get sick, I go to the hospital. If I want food, I go to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And we know where these things are found. But when I need help, I don't uh, want to go to church because I feel- the church is not going to offer this. Is it? Is it possible that it's the way, and by church, I, I want to answer that question and yet continue to ask the same question. Is it also possible that the problem is the way we've set up church in terms of programming for church, that I can come and still disappear in a crowd? I cannot imagine 300 people gathering at church and all getting help from a pastor. So on a Sunday, in one hour and a half, um, could that be the reason mm. that then I'm, I'm choosing to say, you know what, I'm not going to find that church. I can as well stay home. Mm. Could that be the reason? How would you address an issue like that? I'm not going to meet the reverend if I came to All Saints yeah. or to any church. I'm sure I will not because the next service is going to start. Is that the day to meet him? Can I find him another day? Do I meet the deacons? Do I meet... How do I find help? I have this problem and I don't think it's going to be solved in one hour and a half. I can as well stay away. Well, how yeah, would you help me, Mazi? I, I struggled with that as well. I used to go to All Saints um, Church. It's a, <clears throat> I don't want to say it's a mega church, but by Ugandan standards, it's quite, quite, the people are many. And mm. it's, it's not the church that we see in Acts chapter two, right? And so, the morning services are packed to like what 1000 maybe 2000 people so we 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 opted for attending the youth service we attend the youth service there are fewer people and it's easier to you know to meet the pastor and things like that but one encouragement is to participate in the service participate in being an usher being a greeter being a preaching whatever when you participate then you can feel more part of the church. But if you just attend and go, it becomes difficult. Mm. My advice would be to look for a smaller church 
a smaller congregation, but when you're in a big church, it, there's no difference between staying home and going to a church where there are 3,000 people, I think. Because, hmm. yeah, it's, it's uh, sometimes the church becomes a victim of its own success when it grows too large and then it, it, it doesn't meet that purpose that you're talking about. I have a friend um, who has that same number in their congregation. And mm-hmm. one of the things he tells me is they've opted to now have cells. And so mm-hmm. the drive is belong to a cell, mm-hmm. at least one cell. And actually most of their, most of their services, if it's wedding uh, and, and the benefits of being part of this body, one of the questions they're going to ask you is if you belong to a cell, would you say that that is a solution to that problem where the numbers begin uh, to grow beyond what a pastor or even the church government can be able to uh, manage. Yeah, I think manage. sales is the way to go. And the sales also have to be small because as the sales mm. are flourishing, people are receiving life from the word, they also grow. Mm. Then you have now the problem of the sale becoming too big. So we always have to be growing, then we break the sale mm. and then grow like that because the sale is life on life. Eh? you your few, your 10, 11, 12 people, you do life together, you hold each other accountable and, and that way you, you grow. I think that's what I would say. Could awesome. I could I add awesome. something Thank you so much. That. Sorry. Um, so, yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, home sales is is one of the ways we need to go. Uh, but, and, um, but one thing we need to keep in mind about home sales, even uh, Mazi has talked about one of the things is about when they grow, some of them grow to have like 30 to 50 members. We need to have a number that is manageable so that when they grow beyond that, we're thinking of splitting them. But the other thing we need to think about is church planting, that um, let's not just grow churches to have 1,000 home sales, but when people come from a certain location, and in that location, you have uh, say 10 home cells and each home cell has 10 people. Surely we should be thinking about a church planting in that community because you see church doesn't just exist for us who come to church, but we also exist for the community uh, in which we live because we church has to accomplish the great commission. And, and, and so um, there's a huge struggle, at least in my mind, uh, when you have someone coming um, from uh, say all the way from Mukono, if you have a hundred people coming from Mukono to attend Lugogo Baptist, you're, you're just thinking that doesn't make sense. Why don't these hundred people uh, become a church in Mukono and they're able to reach more people there, but they're also able to experience community more. The other thing mm. I think we need to be thinking about, and I'm talking as a church leader here, is leadership development because I'm not able to reach everyone. I'm, my, uh, at Lugogo, the church attendance is between 300 to 350 people every Sunday. Surely I can't greet uh, all of them. But if I have leaders that have been entrusted uh, with responsibility and I'm challenging them uh, to reach out to people and meet their needs, and I'm also investing in these leaders, then they're helping me carry the Lord. So I think in addition to home sales, we ought to be thinking church planting. We ought to be thinking leadership development. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Um, Pastor Patrick. I'm so sorry. I cannot see you on the dashboard. I thought you... You are left. Um, I'm so sorry about that. But 
that's that's interesting. One, the, the, I, I see two points that you and Manzi have made that are kind of brothers and sisters in the sense that, one, you are thinking about church not primarily as a beneficiary, but you're thinking about church in relation to what, how can I be able to serve? And, I, and thank you so much for mentioning the, uh, the verse in the comment. I think it was First Peter 4.10 um, in, in exercising our gifts. But the other point you did mention that I would like to re-echo is one where even the church as a body of believers should not only think about themselves. Uh, I have a friend who calls it inward thinking, but they should think about not only themselves, but also the community where they live um, and, and reaching out and reaching out to them. And so that's that's a very, very interesting way to look at church. So we are moving from definition to now the application and how we can be able to participate in the body of believers. But I understand that I cut Manzi short at some point when I asked him that question. Manzi, is there anything else you wanted to mention? I know I cut you short when I asked the question. Ah, no, no, no. I think you cut, you didn't cut me short. I had subject. Awesome, awesome. Elena, do you have any comments as we come to the end of our time concerning some of the things your pastor, who is going to meet you in person to discuss why we miss in-person <laughs> church, and some of the things he say, would you like to apologize uh, right now? You have a chance to before you meet. <laughs> but any comments? Uh, <laughs> no, at this point, I think I should also just add to the Kalango that people should uh, come and join our church. Uh, I think we have amazing Bible teachers and leaders. I guess you can hear the heart of my pastor in just reaching out to the communities. And I think for me, those are some of the reasons why I... I love to go to church physically because one, I have accountability um, from my pastors and, and the different people in leadership and even just the different friends I've made uh, through church. So being able to have that sometimes because of the online life, the online life that we live right now um, and everything going virtual, it's very easy to assume that you know someone, you know what's happening in their lives because you're seeing their virtual presence, their online presence, and assume that everything is all right. But when you meet physically, you're able to see beyond and actually have those um, real conversations and not assume everything is all right. And then the other thing is just service, still what Manzi and Pastor Patrick have mentioned, service, a, a place for me to be able to use the different gifts that God has given me to serve others um, because the, the gifts are not given to us for ourselves. They're given to us for us to serve the body of Christ and just admonish, encourage, uh, and just help others grow. And so just, just, add, just sort of re-echoing the same things Pastor Patrick and, and Manzi have mentioned about physical church. So, yeah. Amen. Thank you. And thank you so much. Um, it's interesting that I believe this time we've spent together in one way or another is speaking to friends who might be struggling for one reason or another. I, and I, we didn't even get into the problems of church where someone, I don't want to use the word genuinely, but it's just difficult to be a part of church. We didn't even get into that. And, and some of the problems um, are typical because like church, I mean, like, like hospital, church is a place where, and I want to use, to be gentle, a broken people attend. And sometimes we rub shoulders uh, with those broken people. And I, the word, actual word is sinful people. 
actually. Broken is gentle. And sometimes we experience the pain that comes with people who still struggle with gossip. We experience the pain of people who still struggle with anger, who um, sometimes look at us with another eye that you can tell they don't want you there. Um, I have a friend who joined a church once for the first time and he was told three seats were booked um, and he couldn't sit there. And these guys were simply late for church. Not that they were booking those seats, but they were told to find another seat, three seats away from the person. And, and that can disturb you. In fact, when they were done, they said, I would not want to return to this church next Sunday. And I believe that some of us who are listening in tonight might have some of those very, very difficult experiences with church. But to say all of that, please try Lugogo Baptist Church. Please try Ebenezer. Please try All Saints. And it's interesting that I was contacted uh, by some of the leaders in trying to plan another leadership training uh, for that church. Pastor Patrick has talked about the importance of leadership training. I, I want to believe that these are godly um, men and women who are willing to serve and are being trained to serve you. And so those are three places you can try it. And if you're in Chitende, pass by Word of Life. Would love to welcome you. The importance of a cell is one thing that I strongly, strongly believe. I moved away from uh, a church in Intinda for several reasons. One of them was distance on a Sunday. But I want to tell you, I still attend the cell in Chisasi. And I live very far from that place. Why? Because right there I found very, very good friends. There's a tea and the bread, but there's very, very, very good friends. And some of them have joined here. It's really for that friendships, for those friendships that I still attend uh, that sell distances away uh, from where I live. And so be a part of a cell, grow friendships, and enjoy the benefits of church. Online versus physical, right now, I'll vote for physical church. We do have a cell, I mean, a, 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 we call it care group, a care group, WhatsApp group, and some of the comments that take place during the week are very difficult to understand. It's, it's hard to, to understand each other. It's difficult. And yet when we meet in person, we, we, are, we, are, we are in agreement. We are in agreement. We are coming to the end of our time here. And uh, thank you so much, guys, for, for joining us. I'm going to give Manzi one minute, Elena one minute, and Pastor Patrick one minute to say bye to the listeners and maybe give us one or two things um, in summary of everything you have said that you would like us to remember in that order. Let's start with Manzi. We'll go to Pastor Patrick, then Elena, and I'll give you some very beautiful and uh, words of encouragement as we come to the end of our time through a song that I played for some of us who might have missed it. But yeah, Elena, Manzi, um, uh, Pastor Patrick, and then yeah. Elena. One minute. Thank you very much, uh, uh, David. So... That last point you were making about those people in church who are broken, who are sinful, just before the show started, I read uh, on Twitter, Buck Parsons is a pastor. He had written this. So I won't read that and that will be my concluding remarks. He says, the church isn't full of hypocrites. Christians aren't hypocrites. We are repentant sinners. And when we act hypocritically, we repent of that as well. Jesus rebuked hypocrites and said they're headed for hell. Christians know we are sinners and hypocrites pretend that they are not. So you find uh, we are all we are broken and we go to church and sometimes we will hurt you know one another. But the beauty is that for us, uh, the calling is 
to repent and as you keep repenting you be sanctified and you grow and you know by the time you presented mature in Christ yeah something that uh you know some people who would want to stay away from church some food for thought they'll say ah the people in that church feel themselves if they're truly christians then they are you know repenting daily and feeding themselves less and less and less over time yeah I hope, I hope that makes sense. I just thought I would share. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Patrick. Yeah, thank you so much, David and Elle, for having Mazi and I uh, once again on this show. And for me, I'll go back to why church exists uh, as my as my parting shot. And I would say church needs to be upward looking. That's worshiping God and walking in obedience to him. But also church has to be... Um, looking around and that is serving and serving those that are gathered with us but also those that are not part of us and even allowing to be served by others because it's a form of humility and um, I enjoy so much when um, other people are leading in the singing and I'm joining in because their voices are are beautiful and better suited to do certain things than mine are so uh, I'm enough to allow them uh, serve me um, even in those uh, those situations and so it's important that i'm i'm gathering with other people if that's to happen and um, then being able to go on mission together with those that god has called us to uh, fellowship with and maybe let me also finalize by apologizing because i know in so many ways as church leaders and the way church has been organized we've hurt people and uh, we're sorry for that and most times it's not intentional or at least i hope it's not intentional and um as, as God helps us, we continue to be uh, redefined. As a pastor, I look back at my first years in the ministry and I want to go back to each and every single person in church and say I'm sorry for all those. But as God continues to work in us, let's pray for each other uh, that our time together as church shall be of great benefit to everyone uh, that joins in. So thank you so much. And uh, our listeners, thank you for joining in. Um, looking forward to the next Cabin Divos. Awesome. Elinor. Uh, thank, thank you, Daudi. Thank you, Manzi and Pastor Patrick for just uh, coming on this show and sharing your wisdom and your heart. Uh, thank you for everyone that has commented in the chats. Very um, good insights there. And just the encouragement. Uh, it's good that we're having these questions and discussing um, things like these and us thinking more critically about why we do church and why we go there. And I thought I'd end with um, Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. And I hope even as we end this show that that will be something that will happen for us that as people probably on this group and the different groups within which we meet that we'll enjoy just being around each other and fellowshipping and that the Lord will continue to add to our numbers that our cells will grow and grow into church plants like uh, Pastor Patrick and and Manzi have shared. So yeah, thank you, Daudi. Amen. Thank you, Elena, for being here and thank you pastor patrick manzi 
Asante, Asante sana. Um, it's interesting that uh, one hour goes by very, very, very quickly. Of course, uh, it's been an interesting conversation. I've personally learned a lot, a lot uh, from what these gentlemen have been have been talking about. Let me remind us that uh, this happens every Sunday at 9 p.m., 9 p.m. And if you have any questions, if you want to find out more, please go to cabindevils.com. Uh, right there, you'll be able to find most of the other services that we offer. Scroll down on the homepage of cabindevils.com and tap that huge button that has WhatsApp on it, a WhatsApp logo, you'll be directed immediately to our WhatsApp page where you'll be reminded constantly about some of the things that are taking place here on Cabin Devils. I'm working on so many other things. We do have a shop. Just go to shop.cabindevils.com where we sell merchandise. I love the jumpers. I saw someone wearing one today and uh, I think it's the best jumper in Uganda. We do have t-shirts. I've actually just made 10 exclusive T-shirts, by the time I say exclusive, this is what I mean. They are different 10 T-shirts and they'll be the only 10 T-shirts of Cabin Devils. Once that round is out, you will never see those T-shirts again. And they, they are just, it will be unique to you. It will be unique to you. And even the 10 are two, 10 different colors and I'm not making them again. Watch out at shop.cabindivos.com uh, when we open that particular group of T-shirts. Please go ahead and purchase yourself one. They are premium versions of T-shirts. They're not going to be in Uganda. Promise me. I promise you. You will not find them in Uganda anywhere. If you find them in Uganda anywhere, I'll give you a free one. I'll give you a free one. Just bring it to me and say, I saw it somewhere. I'll give you a free one but you will not see them anywhere. And uh, that's coming up on shop.cabindivals.com. Cabindivals.com slash blog is where we post articles that are three minutes, easy to read, that will help you uh, find some answers to some of the very, very difficult uh, questions. And one of my favorite articles on that blog list is what's with all this noise? And uh, that comes when you're about to make a decision and, and you hear all these answers coming to you from different people and different philosophies, and you cannot make a decision. Why? Because there's so much noise in our heads. Social media is saying something. The news is saying something. Prices are going up. And um, it, it's, it's just disturbing. So much noise, and yet we must make a decision. That's one of my favorite, favorite articles. I've also asked a gentleman, my professor, uh, to write uh, towards this blog and he'll be posting, giving me that article. I'll be posting it soon. If you've not subscribed to receive these articles in your inbox, just go to cabindivos.com and click start here. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Grace. Uh, for being a part of Cabin Devils. Uh, I can see D. Daco as well. Um, let me see who else can I recognize here. There's John Kajumba. Thank you so much for being here. Ziwa Dennis, it's been great to have you uh, here. Joel Asante Sana, thank you so much for being here. Mr. Stephen, glad to have you. Peter, thank you so much for being here. Agatha has made it awesome. She even liked the show. That's even more awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. And Lucy as well, thank you so much for uh, being here. Have a good night. And we'll see you again on Sunday, 9 p.m. East African time. Yeah. Bring you the best from all over the world. your number one live podcast. Sundays at 9 p.m. East African time.